Welcome to the Strong Girl Squad podcast where I aim to help women with all things health and fitness, fat loss, confidence and mindset so that you can move away from restrictions, fad diets and unrealistic expectations so you can ultimately live a happier and healthier life. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to know more about working with me, please check the show notes below. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Strong Girl Squad podcast. Now, In today's episode, I wanted to talk about how to build confidence in yourself to do the things that scare you because this is a common topic that I speak about regularly with my clients but also just general conversations on social media with the women that follow me. So I thought I would give you my tips and my outlook on ultimately how to build confidence to do the things that scare you first and foremost the thing that you need to do is create awareness around the areas you want to build confidence in and really understand your why so not just saying I want to build confidence in my body you need to really understand the reasons behind what's driving you to want to build that confidence okay because ultimately those reasons and that why is going to be the motivation And it's going to be the driver for you to actually do something about it. Now, I think it's really important to recognize that not everybody is confident. And sometimes, you know, you may see people on social media or even in real life that you think, holy shit, you know, they're really confident. They've got massive confidence in whatever area, whether that's training in the gym, whether that's speaking in front of people or speaking on the camera. But a lot of people do fake it till they make it. And that is because they continue to show up for themselves despite the feeling of being nervous and anxious. Um, And, you know, they can often put on a brave face because what they do is they feel the fear and do it anyway. I know I've definitely done that. There's been a lot of things that I've not been overly confident about. But because I I was determined to get them done and I was determined to do them, I showed up and I made it look like I was confident. And then once I did it, I was like, right, okay, I created this bloody story in my head to think that I wasn't confident, that I couldn't do it. And then because I pushed through, because I felt the fear and did it anyway, I realized that I was more than capable of achieving what I wanted to achieve or doing the thing that I thought I wasn't confident in. So I think writing down the areas that you want to build your confidence in and for me I literally write things down in my journal because I don't know I just feel like that kind of gets into my head a bit more as opposed to just well just thinking it but I think it also makes it more real and then you can actually look at steps to help you build that confidence in that area of your life because until you kind of write something down and recognize what you want to build your confidence in and then you can ultimately look at strategies to help you improve in that area. Something that building confidence takes is it involves stepping out of your comfort zone, which can be super freaking scary, okay? But it's so important in order for you to grow, in order for you to become the person you want to be, in order to achieve your goals. And that's whether that's personally, professionally or health-wise. But it is going to take stepping out of your comfort zone. You're not going to grow until you do this. And that's the harsh reality of it. But for example, like, you know, a lot of women I speak to 
they want to start training weights because they understand the benefits. They want to start looking after their health and feeling stronger and building confidence in their body. But they're scared to join a gym and they're scared to come away from the cardio area and go into the weights area. But ultimately, if this goal is important to them, if looking after their health is important to them, if building a body that they're confident in is important to them, that that, that is going to involve them stepping out of their comfort zone into the unknown really because if they've never stepped into the weight section, of course they're going to be scared, of course they're going to be nervous. They, you know, they don't want to look stupid. They don't want to look, have people looking at them thinking, well, what are they doing? And one thing to note on that is that honestly, and I know it sounds easier said than done, but like I was there. Everybody who trains weights now was that beginner, was that person. I was definitely that person. I had no freaking clue what I was doing. And it's scary because you don't want to look stupid in front of people. But after being a coach for, you know, how many years I have been, I want you to realize is that no one's actually looking at you. Okay. So like when I go into the gym, I'm going in there to get a session in. I'm training with intensity. I want to make sure that my session is the most effective session I can have because, you know, I only train three times a week. I want to make the most of it. I'm not wasting my time looking around, watching what other people are doing, watching their technique and spending time critiquing what they're doing. That I, I don't do that and I assure you that no one else is doing that because everyone's just in there doing their own thing. They have the same mindset. And it can be quite hard to come away from that idea because we create these stories in our head because we don't want to look stupid. We don't want our ego to be, you know, shot to shit. That's a bit harsh, but you know what I mean? And just remembering that, like, if you are going to a, into a new gym or a gym and you haven't lifted weights before, honestly, people aren't spending their hour watching you do your exercises because they have better things to do with their time. So that's um, something very important to note. Another example is when I first started this podcast, I was shit scared. I never, ever thought that I could start a podcast because if I'm being completely honest, I thought, well, who the hell would want to listen to me? Would I be able to put into words my knowledge that in a way that people understand and resonate with? Would I sound stupid? Would I know what I'm talking about? Like these are all the negative thoughts that ran through my mind. and until I began my business coaching, I never once thought that this would be an option. Never even crossed my mind. You know, I used to listen to podcasts and things like that, but I never thought that I could bloody do it because I thought, well, who's, you know, who's going to listen to me? But my coach said, no, start a podcast because ultimately this is the best way to give value to the people that you're trying to help. And I did start it and I was nervous and I was scared because like I said, I'd never done it before. I didn't know if I could talk properly on on the podcast, but I did it anyway, because I knew that's what I had to bloody do in order to grow, in order to be able to have another format that I could ultimately give value to people with, ultimately help more women, because that's my goal. Like, you know, I I really am passionate about helping women build confidence in their body, build confidence in themselves, you know, achieving their fat loss goals, achieving their health and fitness goals, getting strong, like building routines and habits in their life that they actually like doing because then they will actually stick to them. And once you start looking after yourself and your own body and your mind, like it has a very positive knock-on effect to 
all areas of your life and I can absolutely guarantee that so like for me to be in a position to be able to help women find that you know confidence in themselves and you know improve their self-worth and improve their self-confidence like that is something that I needed to start a podcast for because ultimately it allows me to reach more women and hopefully you know as the weeks go by like I've improved massively the more podcasts I've done I've gotten so much more confident and it's made me build my self-confidence up because you know at some point I thought I couldn't bloody do this like who the hell would want to listen to me and now you know with every single podcast I get better and then in 12 months time I'll be even more better so even more better I don't even know if that sounds right but you know what I mean still obviously can't speak well but here we are um but the point is is that like we all go through these situations that we don't have confidence in or we lack confidence in or we think we can't do and until you step out of that comfort zone then you'll never know what you're truly what your potential is another bloody thing I had to do as well I didn't have to do it um, you know I moved from Australia on my own six seven years ago had no clue what I was getting myself into <clears throat> but I did it anyway because you know I was at home I had no commitments I didn't have a boyfriend I didn't have children I didn't have a house and I thought you know what why not I literally just thought I'll come over I'll see what it's like if I love it I'll stay if I don't I'll go home what's the worst that can happen you know like it's better than sitting at home and the thing is I come from quite a small town and I love it there when I'm there but I could never ever see myself living there permanently or you know it's a it's a farming town or you know meeting someone and just getting married and having kids like that's just not what I envisioned for myself um and also obviously my grandma lives over here so it was just a great opportunity to come over and see her and spend time and do you know what I mean it's been the best decision I've ever made because ultimately it's allowed me to create a new friendship group, build new relationships, have new opportunities. I'm now coaching women and I may never have decided to go into this area if I was still living back home. I think remembering that's not easy when you do try and step out of your comfort zone, okay? Um, But like when you do, and when you do the things that make you feel nervous, it's freaking it's freaking amazing, honestly. And this is what builds your confidence up, okay? You don't just get confident at things. I mean, some people may, but I don't. Like, I'm not confident. I'm not just naturally confident at things. I have to build my confidence up and I have to do things that make me step out of my comfort zone so that ultimately I feel the fear, do it anyway, and am able to build the confidence up in the areas that I want. And, you know, the people who step out of their comfort zone and the people who end up are the people who end up achieving their goals and they get to where they want to be. And actually, which is quite funny, I saw this quote on Instagram this morning. It said, until you move through the things that scare you, you'll never know what's on the other side. So feel scared, feel afraid, feel anxious, feel nervous, and then do it anyway. Feeling these things are a good thing. It means you're growing as a person. And a book I read was called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And I think it's quite an old book. It was amazing because it talks about this. It talks about the feeling of nervousness and the feeling of like probably a little bit of self-doubt and the feeling that, shit, what if I fail? And it tells you to just do it anyway. Like what? what is the harm in giving something a go? I would much prefer 
giving something a go and failing, but knowing that, you know, because obviously at that point you wanted to give it a go, that I tried it, then being 80 years old thinking, oh, what would have happened if I had done X, Y, and Z? Like most of the things that we are trying to build our confidence up in, if you give a go and you fail, it's not the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, I mean, different people have different responsibilities. I can completely appreciate that. Um, But failure isn't a bad thing. Failure is good, I think, because it means you gave something a go that maybe you'd never done before or you, you gave it a go. Like that is more than, you know, a lot of people can say for themselves. I'm sure there's a lot of people like who are in maybe in their 50s or their 60s or even older and, you know, you see all these like Facebook kind of videos and Instagram and these these older generations saying, you know, what would you, what advice would you give to your younger self? And so much is based around like just giving shit a go, not being afraid to fail. Like you don't want to be in that position and have regrets. And I think, you know, kind of remembering that failure is not a bad thing because it means you stepped out of your comfort zone and you gave something a go. One of the most important uh, elements around building confidence in the shit that scares you is taking action. And taking action is the hardest part, which is completely understandable because it's all good and well saying, oh, I want to build confidence in this or, you know, I want to try public speaking or I want to go and lift weights or whatever it is. But actually physically doing it is fucking hard. Excuse the French. How many times have you said to yourself that you're going to do something or start something you haven't? I know I have. I've continued to put things off, you know, because I was nervous or worried about it or how it would turn out. But I think when you are ready to take action, and to be fair, sometimes you're not going to be ready to take action. That is normal. But it's, again, about recognising that you need to step out of your comfort zone. You don't have you don't have to be ready to take action, okay? Sometimes it's best to just bloody get in and do it because if you build yourself up sometimes, you may create these stories in your head because I've done it, which creates self-doubt. So sometimes it's just better to get in and get it done. But I think what you could do like around taking action because, you know, it is going to be nerve-wracking is sit down and write out the pros and the cons to what might happen when you – take action okay I'm going to give you an example so at the start of lockdown I think lockdown was 2020 I quit my full-time job I was working for some property developers and I fucking hated it honestly I hated it it wasn't what I was about the way that things were done or the approaches taken it wasn't me as a person it just it was literally yeah, I, I it was it was not good at all. And I know a lot of people will think, why the frick would you quit your job at the start of lockdown when there was so much uncertainty? Honestly, that's how bad and that's how much I didn't like that job. It wasn't I'm a I'm a pusher, right? And I will push through things even when I don't want to, but it got to the point where like I'd just been home for Christmas in Australia, just flown back. I didn't want to come back to the UK. I wanted to stay in Australia. Like I didn't want to come back and live here. I didn't want to come back to my job. That's how much I hated it. And that's a big thing for me because I'm, 
I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a quitter and I will continue to push through things probably even when I shouldn't. But that was like a big turning point for me because I just hated it so much. And I don't often use the word hate, but yeah, it, it really brought me down. Um, anyway, I looked at the pros and cons from me quitting my job and taking action. Pros, reduced anxiety. I I had I was always anxious when I went into work because we had to do things like bloody knock on doors and, you know, go to random houses and ask them if they wanted to sell their land. And I just hated that. I hated it. I felt so intrusive. I was worried that if I'd knock on that door that those people would abuse me or not that everyone's like that, but you just don't know. Like people would get sick of it. Also in this day and age, you know, you don't know who's bloody knocking on your door. Uh, you know, pros, reduced anxiety, reduced feelings of negative nervousness, you know, other pros. I could, if I quit this job, I could start a career I was truly passionate in because the plan was I would quit that job and I would do my um, PT qualifications day in, day out. So I could start a career that I was truly passionate about, which would lead me to new opportunities. I actually got to help people. Like if I became a coach, I actually got to help people, which is something I've always wanted to do. I always knew that I wanted to work in a industry or have a career where I helped people because like, I, I love it. I love helping people because I don't know, it, you know, it's just something that means a lot to me. I didn't really know how I was going to do it, but I knew that that was kind of the the way that I, I did want to or where I wanted to work. You know, having a career in coaching could allow me to have more flexibi- flexibility within my diary so I could enjoy my life more. I could spend more time with my granny. You know, if I wanted to go home and visit Australia, like that was more flexible because I wasn't tied to a desk, although not been home in four years, but am going home at Christmas. So that's pretty freaking cool. The cons... As in, if I quit my job, like, as I said, I hated it so much, okay, to the point that, like, if I stayed in that job, like, I would continue to feel anxious every single day. I didn't know what type of mood the office would be in or what I would have to do. Would I have to freaking go and knock on freaking doors and ask people if they want to sell their land for them to, like, say no and regret, like, you know, with all the fears and rejection and things like that? you know, every day going in, was I performing? Because I'm not a salesy person. I I don't like that type of shit. But, you know, I I got the job because, well, I moved back from Australia after having to go there for a bit and I needed the money, so I just did it. Um, You know, every day I'd feel like, well, are they going to be thinking I'm performing? You know, will I still have a job? Will I won't? Like, do they think I'm good enough? And, like, it brought so much self-doubt, anxiousness. And it got to the point, like I said, like, I went home for Christmas. It was the best, like, I was so happy to get out of there. I was so happy to leave the UK. And I remember, like, talking to my friend Molly and I was like, I just don't want to go home. And she was like, don't go, as in don't go home back to the UK. And she was like, don't, don't then. I'll help you get set up here because she's always helped me with everything. She's like, I'll help you get set up here. Don't go, just quit. But the thing is, my whole life was back here, everything. And I couldn't just do that. But the fact that I didn't want to come back to the UK was just a massive, massive sign for me. And I didn't want to feel like that for another 12 months. I didn't want to have these feelings of not wanting to live in the UK because of a freaking job. So long story short, quit my job. 
yes, it was scary. I spoke to my parents. I spoke to uh, one of my cousins who he's quite successful in owning uh, real estate companies in Australia and he's been like a mentor to me. I spoke to these people before I made this decision, but I just said to them, like, I knew it was right and this sounds a bit corny in my heart that I could no longer work there. Like, it was bringing me down. I even feel a bit emotional talking about it. So I quit it and then what I did is I signed up to my PT course and I literally studied day in, day out, every single day to get that course done because I said, if I'm quitting this job, obviously I was happy to go get a job anywhere else if I couldn't, but if I'm quitting this job, I need to make the most of this time and I need to bloody make sure I get this course done. And I did. And here I am. So that was my little background. I wanted to give you that just so that you could recognize that we all go through it. There's things that make shit hard because life throws bloody curveballs at us but you really do if it's if it's really important to you you need to like really write down the pros and cons to you either taking action or not taking action and it will help you make the right decision another thing is recognizing that you know it does take time and practice you know building confidence isn't easy for anyone because it makes you nervous and it makes you anxious and it's scary and you might be doing things that are, you know, foreign to you. But like being able to kind of follow like a strategy or try to impl- pl- implement a plan is key. But you got to recognize that it may not work the first time. It may not work out. Like I said earlier, you may fail, but who the hell cares? Like failure is a good thing because it means you actually got up and gave something a go. Just because you fail once doesn't mean you're going to fail the whole time. Like, it may take multiple times for you to try and get yourself into the weight section and you may go to the gym and you may be on the cardio machines and you may think, right, today's the day that I'm going to go in and I'm going to try and lift some weights and you don't. Who cares? That's fine. It doesn't mean you're never going to do it. You just come back the next day and then you try again. And doing things like maybe getting like an induction or going with a friend can help. Like just looking at little things that may make you feel slightly more comfortable and going into the unknown is super, super important, okay? But it's not a reason to give up. You just got to keep going. I I always say that you only fail when you give up completely. Like that is the only time. Like do you know many times I've failed or done stupid shit or made mistakes or like things haven't worked out the way I have like planned? Like so so many times everybody goes through it it's completely normal but the reason that I'm still here and I'm still doing the things I am is because even though I failed and yeah it's a shitty feeling but you've got two choices you either let it get to you and then you stop trying altogether and you continue to be in that position where maybe you're not 100% happy with or you know you don't end up building that confidence in the area that is really important to you or you feel the fear, you bloody push your ego aside, you get up the next day and you try again and you continue to try and try and try. Even if it takes you 12 months, doesn't matter, you get up and you keep doing it because you've got those two choices. You either let it get you down or let it hold you back and you continue to stay in that same place or you continue to get up, you continue to try until the day that you succeed because you will succeed 100% if you keep trying. But that is the only way that that's going to happen. Lastly is showing yourself compassion. Extremely important to do this for yourself at all times. And it's something that I don't think women do enough. I 100% used to suck at this flat out like 
the negativity I used to say to myself and the thoughts I used to have I just think why why did I think like that like I'm not a bad person do you know what I mean like I just don't understand and the, the negative thoughts that you think about yourself or you say to yourself you wouldn't say to your friend to your daughter to your mother so why the hell are you saying it to yourself so just showing yourself self-compassion and recognizing that we as humans are imperfect we lead imperfect lives and that's actually the norm being perfect is not normal because it's unrealistic and you do not want to set unrealistic expectations for yourself because that's when you will feel the feelings of failure and anxiety recognize that you're not perfect that's okay i'm not per- i'm freaking far from perfect honestly i don't lead a perfect life everyone's got shit going on everyone makes mistakes everyone doesn't get shit right on the first go like it's so normal we all do it recognizing this and showing yourself self-compassion when you know things don't go to plan or you make a mistake or you react emotionally to something or or you don't you know you don't do the thing you're going to say you're going to do is completely normal okay and having feelings of self-doubt and like low confidence is normal we all do it I do it However, allowing yourself to recognize this and giving yourself a freaking break, like just know that it doesn't reflect your self-worth or your ability to be a good person or your ability to build your confidence up. Like things happen, life happens, life's fucking hard. Do you know what I mean? One week you're flying high, neck week, something comes, you know, bloody curveball comes thrown into your life and then suddenly you're dealing with a situation that, you know, you didn't know you were going to bloody be dealing with. But it's normal. Like the more you show, show yourself self-compassion and the more you give yourself a break, the more you self, the more you be nice to yourself and you say nice things to yourself, the better chance you have at building that confidence and achieving the goals that you want to achieve. If you continue to talk negative to yourself, if you continue to just be be negative towards yourself and think shitty things about yourself, you're not going to be in the right mindset to build that confidence. Because you're going to allow these shitty little stories that you're telling yourself to overcome your ability to move forward, your ability to build the confidence in the areas that you love or that you want to do. It's a game changer. Trust me. I've been there, done it. You know, catching negative thoughts. Literally, if you if you start talking negatively to yourself, you need to catch that thought and say, would I say this to my daughter? Would I say this to my mother? Would I say this to my best friend? Nine times out of 10, you bloody well wouldn't. So then you catch that thought, you stop telling it to yourself so that we can reframe it so that ultimately you can put yourself in a great mindset to build confidence in the areas that you want to build confidence in. So that's like my little outtake on how to build confidence. And I recorded this from my own experiences and I hope that this has helped and I hope that you enjoyed it and I think the take home is that building confidence and doing things that force you to be out of your comfort zone are fucking scary and they'll make you nervous and they'll probably make you anxious but you need to do them anyway you need to be proactive you need to take action because you don't want to if this is so important to you you don't want to be staying in the same place in 12 months and just recognize it is hard. We all go through it. You're not the only one feeling it. And that's why I love doing this podcast because I hope that whoever's listening, if you're feeling like this, you are not alone because we've all, I go through it every single bloody day. And showing yourself compassion 
and recognizing, I think lastly, that failure is not a bad thing. Failure means you gave something a bloody go, which is more than like what a lot of people do. Anyway, if you have any questions, um, check the show notes below, get in contact. uh, And I hope this has helped. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you found this helpful, make sure you like, subscribe and share this with someone you may think would also find this episode helpful. If you'd like to chat to me, you can find my details in the show notes below.